Hello everybody, Ben Roberts here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 110-104 win against the Portland Trail Blazers. Riker, there's still a bit of rust amongst the Raptors players, but I think tonight looked a lot better than we did against the Houston Rockets. Ben, if we were worried that coming back from this whole leave of absence and coming into the bubble that we weren't going to get the same intensity with fans not being in the arena. This wasn't a playoff game. It wasn't a, a seeding game. It was just a scrimmage, and guys were out there throwing bodies, Ben. So bit of rust, but I, I, I just couldn't help but be in awe that the you know the emotions and the, the passion to win is still there, regardless that this game has literally no bearing on, on anything that's going to happen now starting August 1st. Well, this I was going to start off with exactly that record because, you know, the fans being around, people were wondering if the experience would be a, bit, a little bit different. And I know the squeaks of the shoes kind of sound weird and the background noise, they're trying to get it right. But the fact that we can actually hear the benches going at each other and hear the hype that all the players get and there's that stanchion that they have in front of that they just jump over and they're all going wild on top of it. That just energizes the viewer as a viewer, right? Especially when these games amp up in importance because, as you said, this is just this is less important than a preseason game would be usually. But the guys were into it tonight and the, the benches brought the energy. And I'm just really excited to when we get to important seeding games during the regular season in the playoffs because, I, honestly, this might be cooler to watch than all the fans in the background seeing all the guys in the benches just get fired up and amped up. Well, I'd love to hear the commentary. I'd love to hear the trash talk. That's something that I'm sure even during regular seasons, people would love to just have more of an ear to what's actually going on on the court because it's kind of seldom that players do get chippy in this league because most players, I would argue, regardless of the team, they're kind of friends. They kind of know each other from mm. playing up through the AAU or college level whatever so it's it's pretty it's not it's it's pretty rare i would say that there's actually beefs in the nba and so this game was a a, a prime example we saw ibaka and nurkic they were getting into it we saw gary trent jr had a couple words with siakam and yeah i i think that the the noise that we're hearing it's different but it's super exciting and i'd almost like to hear i know they'd have to probably censor it but i'd like to hear what the players are saying to one another you know like how intense is it getting from guy to guy yeah, no, I completely agree. I was I read somewhere that they should the NBA should have a premium subscription service where nothing's blocked out, nothing no noise. They're not worried about blurring out profanity or whatever the players are saying and you just get a raw here for everything that was going on. That would be a great idea for the NBA to do. Probably won't happen, but Riker, let's break down this game a little bit because the Toronto Raptors played really well. Once again, Serge Ibaka had a really big night tonight. 19 points, as you mentioned, went right at it with uh, Nurkic on the Blazers, who seemingly hasn't played in like two years, but he, he gave Ibaka a good test on the other end. Well, what were your thoughts from Ibaka tonight with another outstanding performance? Well, Ben... Answer me this. Is it a stretch to say that Serge Ibaka might be the most important part of this Raptors team come playoff time? Is that a stretch? Or is it that his 18 to 20 points is almost a guarantee? So the most important player has to go above and beyond those 20 points. Yeah, in terms of importance, I think Siakam and Lowry sort of overtake Sergi Baca on that sort of plane because obviously if Siakam's not able to create his own shots, then we're just we're not gonna have a chance against the better teams, especially Milwaukee and Kyle Lowry obviously has to be our engine. But if 
we can rely on Serge Ibaka, which it seems like we can from the, his performances this season, to get us in between 16 to 20 points, as you brought up. That That is going to be essential for this team because we don't have a Kawhi Leonard this year, and it's significantly important for this team. That's, you know, saying that Siakam and Lowry are more important doesn't minimize how essential Serge is to this roster. But the way he's knocking down threes just spaces the floor out to a greater extent even than, than what we had last year because Gasol wasn't even knocking them down at a super consistent clip in the playoffs last year. But Serge hitting them at a 40% clip, you know, e- even more so now than through the course of this year. Whenever Serge fires a shot up, you feel like it's going in. I, I think it's going to be, a, it's essential. It's great to, the way that Serge is playing. Well, because could we even win a game that the that he doesn't get 16 to 20 points, right? Could the Raptors win a game where he only scores eight? Probably. Probably, but I, I think that the point is, you said it, we've, we come to expect that every shot he takes is going to go in. We come to expect that same output from him, and because he's been so consistent, and this is a guy we've bagged on season after season where he's throwing up threes that make us roll our eyes or groan or say, you know, the coach has got to talk to him to just stop hoisting them to a point where he's become one of our most reliable guys inside and out, mid-range, you name it. So... It's it's quite an interesting development, and they put up the side-by-sides of points progression uh, for a lot of the Raptors players, and I believe Kyle Lowry went from about 14 to 19 or something, Siakam's increased, um, Ibaka's increased, Fred Van Vliet has increased, and it kind of makes sense, you know, with the absence of... Kawhi Leonard where where was that extra scoring going to come from but that's that that is the embodiment of this team that all of the guys have sort of picked up that load and now we have really an even distribution of of scoring on our in our starters and and that's what we saw this game Ben it was you know the fourth quarter it was kind of all the scrubs out there playing but that first three quarters of basketball was a really good picture of what we can come to expect now in the you know the eight games and then leading into the playoffs for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, you mentioned it, the, the the whole starting unit tonight, obviously aside from Fred Van Vliet, who went out with injury, but we'll talk about him later. They were they were looking really nice, and Gasol, who didn't get that much run, but the guys that have been consistently playing, Pascal Siakam had 18 points tonight, his jumper looked a lot smoother, Kyle Lowry was doing Kyle Lowry things, just knocking down threes at a extremely efficient clip. It was, it was just really exciting to see the guys knocking down their shots, playing the way that we're used to seeing the Toronto Raptors playing, and... Yeah, what are your takeaways from Lowry and Siakam tonight? Because obviously they're our first and second option, and I think they're they're showing that they're ready to come back and play in this bubble. Well, Ben, he must have Siakam must have heard your comments from the last podcast. You said you wanted to see him take more threes or be more assertive from outside the perimeter, and I think his first three shots of the game were threes, and he sort of held mm-hmm. up that that better inside out game where he was taking he was kind of leaving the defense on their toes and I thought that's what he needs to do. I thought he could have taken even better advantage when you have guys like Zach Collins and Mario Rajonia switching on to Siakam and he was kind of settling for pull-ups. Those guys are slow. They don't have any lateral quickness. They don't have any athleticism. He can really sort of flex his quickness and his ball handling in those situations. But like you said at the very beginning, there's still a little bit of rust and Kyle Lowry, he's a guy that's going to come out always fired up and, Ben, these guys, they want to win. You can tell that the Raptors have the heart. It's not always defending champs feel the need to defend back-to-back seasons. Of course, they always want to, but you can tell that the Raptors are hungry for it, which is really nice to see, and that almost always stems from Kyle Lowry. Yeah, no, most definitely. And 
you brought it up. The Blazers and I guess the Suns on Tuesday don't really have the necessarily the greatest of defenses in the NBA. So they're really nice warm-up games for the Toronto Raptors to really get their offense going and get test out the defense because those two teams are pretty solid on offense. But yeah, you mentioned it. The, the boys are, just came out ready to play. But the guy that impressed me most, and he doesn't do it on the box score, but tonight, OG Ananobi Riker. Did you see the handles that this man brought out? He was oh, cooking yeah. people left, right, and center with the drives. He was making beautiful dishes. Right? He wasn't getting too many buckets himself, but he took a step back, a dribble, a Steph Curry step back. He missed it, but it was close. But what have we ever seen OG shoot a step back? What have we ever seen OG be assertive with his handle and aggressive like this to this extent? I'm just, I'm amped up about OG right now, Riker. To try things, Ben. Right? How do you become, mm-hmm. how can you ever pull off any kind of dribble move without ever practicing it. And so now he's breaking it out. This is the most perfect situation possible. We're in exhibition games, right? Very low pressure. You can go out there, mm-hmm. You limited minutes for all players. You basically go out there, do what you want to do. And finally, we're seeing OG unleashed. I, I agree. It's, it's incredible because we always thought, what if he got a handle? What if he just, what if he wasn't mm-hmm. a three and D guy anymore? And I don't remember who he crossed, but he had a nice ankle breaker towards the beginning of the game, Ben. I, I forget who it was. It was one of the, the Blazers' bigs, as you said. Not not the most mobile of defenders, but still, the fact that he's pulling out these moves, and as you said, trying them. Trying them in-game. It's like Ben Simmons taking threes in-games. Everyone says he can shoot. Everyone says OG's handles has improved. Once we see it happen in games, that's the that's the first step to it really becoming a positive for this Raptors team in the case of OG. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree, Ben. And... It, there was a lot of positives tonight. Of course, when it really got down to it, that fourth quarter, like we said, wasn't a lot to behold. It wasn't much of a spectacle. We're playing basically our fourth or fifth bench. You know, we're going way down into I don't even know who Watson Jr. I don't even know his first name. Who who even Paul, is Paul that? Paul Watson, bro. Paul We've Watson. had this conversation on the podcast. Like, have five we talked times. about him before? Me explaining who Paul Watson is. <laughs> oh to you. my gosh, he is an unknown. And you're putting out guys like Malcolm Miller and Stanley Johnson, who was just as bad tonight. And there was it wasn't a lot. But Ben, like I said, those first three quarters, they were something special. And I thought I thought a lot of it was because of Nurkic and Ibaka and the little bit of a fight that they had at the beginning with Nurkic slapping the arm down and it mm-hmm. got a little bit chippy. I thought maybe this game could get away from us because we know how Serge's attitude gets a little bit out of control when somebody challenges him, but I thought uh, he got the best of them in in the long run, made a couple of good threes, and had a lot of really good, I mean, everything that Serge normally does. So, Ben, from, from my consideration, there wasn't a lot of negatives, although, of course, this isn't the most challenging game when you have just sloppy basketball players um, on the Portland Trailblazers like Hajonia, like Zach Collins, like Carmelo Anthony. They kind of suck, but it, it's still a fun game to watch. Uh, on defense, most definitely. Before we swing into the segments record, there's a couple guys we do have to bring up. Terrence Davis, he's a, he is that man. He is that spark coming off the bench. He, he Without a doubt, I think at this point, he's got to be in the rotation, especially with the McCaw things happening. We could probably bring up the, the McCaw injury situation in a whole other podcast. But would you agree Ter- Terrence Davis has to be in the rotation at this point? There's no question about it? Absolutely. He looks so confident again tonight, Ben. Yeah, he, the first game, the second game, he's pulling up from three. He's the perfect player to come off the bench because people always look at your typical six-man, ideal six-man as a Jamal Crawford or a, a Lou Williams, right? They come into the game and they just get you buckets. They're a microwave. They're streaky, 
right? They they energize your team, and that's what Terrence Davis is doing to us, doing to the Raptors. But the problem with a guy like Lou Williams is their defense just isn't there, right? They're, they're such a liability on that end of the floor, and that's why we ended up giving up Lou Williams. But TD is bringing that spark, bringing that energy, but he's also locking people down on the other end, getting rebounds, getting offensive rebounds. It's He's the perfect player to just explode off your bench. I absolutely agree, Ben. And t- again, to me, it's confidence. He he looks yep. like he wants the ball. He looks like he thinks he's the guy to take the shot. And at the rate that he's hitting them, and I, I think he's the perfect guy to do it. I, I think he's asserted himself, definitely. Not over Norman Powell, and that's not really the argument here either, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that Norm still ranks above him. But you can see yep. him sort of taking notes from him and he's even a little bit more vocal than norm so it's really nice to have two guards just really making a big push now come playoff time to give that that boost or that spark off the bench yeah no most definitely but the more controversial of players coming off the bench in terms of getting minutes is matt thomas and no ben tonight no no he's not controversial. no because you you can't in the same breath you can't in the same breath say the reason we don't like lou williams because of defense and then praise matt thomas well, I know I, where you're I, going I, with this. I didn't. I didn't say it. We didn't like Lou Williams. I said Lou Williams, the ideal six man, but his issues are the defensive end. But you could argue that Matt Thomas is just such a better shooter than everyone no. in this game. That he he's automatic. He's a green light. Right. He's like two K when you got the sliders up a hundred percent. If he gets it off and it's not blocked from three, it's going in. And tonight. Right, he's really struggled on the defensive end against the Rockets, but tonight looked a lot better, and he guarded some guys that I know you're not a big fan of Melo, and obviously his is not a tough matchup, but he guarded some more athletic players, and he wasn't a negative, I don't think, on that end of the floor. Missed a couple box outs and whatnot, but when he's not a negative on defense, his streakiness, his ability to just explode and go well fuego, he's a good passer, he's a good dribbler, you know, he can get off the ground. I, I think Matt Thomas, man. There's a case to be made there, too, but we have so many guys in the backcourt. No. No, Ben. Listen, grandfather time, that's a compliment. That means you're old, but you haven't aged, really. You're you're fighting against the clocks, right? That's what that means. But Carmelo Anthony is just grandfather. He's just, he's old and he's slow and you can see his joints hurt. He's unathletic. That's no challenge in guarding him on defense. There's no challenge in guarding the worst player in the NBA, Mario Hojonia. And if Matt Thomas made a three for every missed box out, every allowed offensive rebound, every time he, you know, he ran, he blew past a a, a closeout when there was really no need to. He could have just shuffled in, or he just easily gets beaten by because he doesn't have the lateral quickness. If for every single one of those mistakes he made a three, then the Raptors would still have an advantage. But he was negative three up there, even making four three, even having, what, 14 or 16 points. I think he's just way, way too much of a defensive liability, Ben. And and I kind of like Matt Thomas. I kind of like him. But he, he just, he, out there, he's just no good. He's no good on the defensive <laughs> end. It's it's a tough, because a guy like Terrence Davis and Norman Powell are definitely more valuable to this team right now until Matt Thomas can get his defense to another level, but the shooting man, it's the most important skill in the NBA today, it seems like. So I'm going to throw out a little a post on Instagram and see what people say in the comment section. Just dedicate it specifically to Matt Thomas. We might even make a pot on it if he continues to have these fire games and these earlier scrims or seeding games. But enough about Matt Thomas, enough about this. we got to swing into the segments. And tonight, the spicy P lay of the day, Riker. Do you have one in mind? I, I don't, Ben. There was a really nice connection 
Kyle Lowry to OG towards the beginning of the game, a really nice alley-oop. Other than that, there was nothing really on my mind. Well, you got it locked in with me. We were on the same page with OG, but that little that little crossover ankle breaker that OG had for the and one that that's definitely getting the spicy play of the day for me. Siakam also the 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 guy the play is named after had a really nice spin move. I miss those Siakam spin moves. They're just so aesthetically pleasing to yeah. on the eye. You know, you see it, you just get calm. You know those those oddly satisfying videos on YouTube, Riker. They just should have a compilation of Siakam spin moves. I feel like that would be a, a good, oddly satisfying video. Yeah, and it was a nice double spin. Quality stuff. Quality stuff from the boys. But not all plays can be the spicy play of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez. And the OG's play of the day for me, Riker, Stanley Johnson coming in. At the end of this game, I'm rooting for the guy really hard because you can tell he's trying out there. He's definitely not being lethargic or not having any energy or anything like that. So he's easy to root for, but you see him kind of come in and he ended up taking a step back three and just breaking the side of the backboard. And then the next possession, just airballing a three or a long oh, yeah. two, I think. <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember that. That was that was tough because you're rooting for him, right? And it just yeah. it makes you say, oh, geez, watching it. Yeah, no, I... I know that that possession, but again, you you can hit the negative side. I would agree with that OGs. I'm going to go a little bit more on the positive side. I don't remember if it was second quarter or third quarter, but there was definitely three minutes and 58 seconds left on the clock. And on an inbound, Kyle Lowry steps up and does a... It, it looked like a transition three, but he was last man across the line, and his defender was there waiting for him. And I when he shot, I said, what? <laughs> like, there's no shot clock down. All the defense was set. His man was waiting for him and drills a three. Like, it was very strange, but that's just the Kyle Lowry confidence, baby. Bro, that's a that's a vintage Kyle Lowry shot. And I had a little milder OGs as well. You said you weren't surprised by Marcus All. You were disappointed. When I saw him in the Raptors uniform for the first time, moving around and stuff, I said, OGs, I thought he was going to be bigger, even though we knew he lost weight and all that. Marcus is looking fresh, man. He might be looking for... I thought he would be toned, but I guess that's the deception of the pictures and looking a little bit sweaty. You know, you see the definition a little bit better, but he's definitely looking slimmer than he did throughout the regular season. I would have loved to see him play a few more minutes, but again, one of these kind of games that don't really matter, there's no need to push it. I I can see that. Yeah, no, for sure. And the haircut's looking fresh, but that's a good segue into the... (laughs) You don't like his haircut? Dude, his haircut sucks. It's like, it's just way too long. It. There's Marcus no Gasol, what are you talking about, no bro? Shape to it. Bruh, that, he the looks haircut. way better with the buzz cut. Oh, bro, you tripping. No, I'm not You're tripping. tripping on that I'm not one. tripping. You're tripping on that one. In you the need a side fade below. to look good in the NBA. You need a side fade. And, you know, white guys, can't they can't do the high fade usually and get away with it, but he at least needs the sides buzzed off a little bit. Oh, bro, no, the haircut on Gasol, I, I like the longer hair on Gasol. I think it suits him better. But the comment section below, debate that. Who do you agree with, Riker or I, on the, the Marcus Hall haircut? Because I think this is a necessary debate from this game. But... <laughs> Guarantee people will comment on this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys better comment on this one. But the the we had a solid segment before the haircut thing into the Demari Kill Gold Star Award because obviously we're preventing trying to prevent Gasol from getting injured going into the important games. But we did see Fred Van Vliet go down with a knee injury. We did hear the news of Patrick McCaw having a some sort of weird injury they're trying to obtain, and they say it might get better or might get worse. We're we're just throwing... I'm throwing the Demari Carroll Gold Star at injuries. That's the injuries. reason the, the star is named after him, because he was always injured here. But 
yeah, don't want to see Fred going down. Fred's going too essential to this team. I think the Gold Star is named after him for other reasons than injuries, but uh, yeah, we'll be nice about it for sure, <laughs> and I'll agree with you for it too. He would have been good on the Raptors. Damari would have been good on the Raptors if he wasn't hurt all the time. No, Damari could have been good him. if he was good, but he was not. He was bad. <laughs> that's why we named it after him, and that's why in the in the uh, what is it called the um, the animation? There's a <laughs> there's landfill behind his face. <laughs> Bro, I, I was like Demar. I feel bad about the name. We're gonna have to change that at some point. <laughs> no, the younger we'll player worse, and like him. that'll be like a an eclipse or something. Like it only happened once every ten years. <laughs> you can get a player worse than him because he missed his prime, dude. He he if he had to wait longer, if he had to wait around longer than Terrence Ross, then we would have been fine. We could have named it the Terrence Ross Award, but poor guy. <laughs> Bro, T Ross, we gotta make a goat play. Where's the sauce, T Ross? all the time we integrate that into every segment but you know we're, we're hoping fred van bleets fred van bleets coming back we have a lot of stuff you guys got to comment on in the comment section below so definitely comment down there we have some takes down there about matt thomas marcus all's haircut is damari carroll a beast or not i don't even know but you're the best for making this far check out the twitter the instagram all that cool stuff Riker, you have any last words zip ben cheers <laughs>